Hello, welcome to another uh, episode of Troll Talks. I'm pleased today to be joined by uh, Joe Wathan. Joe is a uh, 2016, is that right, graduate of Trinity? 19. 19. Oh, I had my years off. Apologies. All right. Um, but we're really pleased uh, to have him here today to talk a little bit about uh, kind of financial wellness uh, in a sense. But uh, Joe, do you mind just maybe uh, introducing yourself uh, since I just messed it up at the very beginning here and yeah, no, share a little bit about uh, your, your backstory? Definitely, yeah. Uh, again, my name is Joe Wathen. Uh, graduated Trinity last year. I'm currently enrolled uh, at St. Xavier. I'm getting my MBA with a concentration in financial fraud and forensic accounting. Um, so hopefully that'll be finished up. I just finished up, or getting ready to finish up my first year there. So um, that, that's, that's been exciting. Currently I work for Merrill Lynch as a financial advisor. Um, and uh, yeah, we're certainly in, in some interesting waters at, at, at this point. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about how did you end up finding Trinity as a school? For you, you went through our uh, adult undergraduate program. You weren't a traditional uh, undergraduate graduate. So uh, tell me a little bit about that path that kind of led you to Trinity for that reason. Sure. So, you know, growing up, I, I had a very hard time with school. School was just definitely not for me. Um, I have a little girl who's two years old, and I know that um, I wanted, wanted to set, set the right example for her growing up, you know, that school is important. Um, so, you know, I live in Worth. Trinity is a whole, you know, three, four minutes away from my house. So, um, you know, I, I went there, I'll never forget it the very first day, um, met with Sandy Agin um, and just really fell in love with the campus. Um, met with Kathy Davis shortly after that. And it, um, you know, the rest of it's kind of history at that point. Yeah. Was, was that a tough decision to think about going back to school, having, uh, you know, kind of uh, started the family and, and, and down, heading down that path? Or was it kind of a made up a mind and uh, yeah, I'm going to do it? So when me and my wife first got married six years ago, I, you know, she was kind of pushing me to go back to school. And I'm like, no, no, no. Um, I ended up getting my associate's degree from Moraine. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to do this. Um, I, I need to do this, you know, not only just for me and my daughter, but also for my family. You know, um, I definitely want to grow in my career and I know I'm definitely going to need this to, to be able to do, do that. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And when you think back at, at that time going through those courses, are there any, any um, kind of memories that kind of uh, stick out uh, specifically from some of your classmates, some of the relationships that you developed there, things like that? Yeah, so actually me and my classmates, um, a handful of them, we still keep in touch. We still we still hang out um, to this day, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, um, I really, really took uh, took a love to to accounting when I, while I was there. Um, so I had Ashley Velasquez as my accounting instructor. So I, um, I had some electives. So, you know, in order to fill those electives, I actually took more accounting courses. So, yeah, it, uh, it, it was it was awesome. Yeah, very cool. Well, let's uh, dive in a little bit to kind of your uh, professional line of work. Uh, it keeps you busy when you're not uh, studying in, in school. Um, you uh, work uh, in is financial wellness, right? The, the, the best way to kind of categorize it or tell me more about like how, how I would phrase that right. 
Sure. No. So um, I'm an assistant vice president uh, with Merrill Lynch. I'm a financial advisor. Um, we do all sorts of planning um, based on you know, what your financial goals are, right? So if it is for you want to send your child to college, well, mm-hmm. you know, how much, how much do I need to save? Um, how do we need to allocate those assets? If I'm saving for retirement, if I'm saving for a vacation home, whatever, whatever your financial goals may be, um, that's, that's, that's what we plan for. Gotcha. And was that something that you had started doing prior to coming into Trinity then to, to finish your bachelor's degree that you said, hey, I want to wrap that up and then continue to kind of progress uh, in, in the company structure uh, in general? Yeah, so I um, I started in banking when I was a senior in high school, actually. I started as a part-time teller, um, really have just worked my way up. I've been in the advisor capacity now for five years. Um, I spent most of my career with PNC. Um, but now um, I'm very fortunate to be to be over with Bank of America and Merrill Lynch. Yeah. So as a financial advisor, what does a day-to-day kind of uh, schedule look like for you? Uh, or is there one, any kind of routine? Yeah, you know, um, I would say the, the most practical uh, day-to-day schedule is, you know, I typically have anywhere from three to five uh, appointments. Um, you know, I have a book of business that I meet with clients on a regular basis, um, especially now with the way the economy is. Um, we've been um, touching base a lot more, a lot more frequently. Um, you know, in between that um, and returning client calls and returning client emails and just making sure everything is is in good order um that's that's really what a day-to-day day-to-day uh schedule looks like for me yeah and, and i would imagine again given some of the the recent events um there have been some folks with maybe a little bit more um maybe anxiety is not the word but maybe it is uh, some folks who just uh, need some peace of mind um yes. what has kind of been the the, the rolling, um, I guess, uh, remarks or comments or, or, or what's been your position as far as how folks need to respond or not respond uh, right now? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hit what history has shown us is if we go back to 2008, we, we've recovered from that. Mm-hmm. Um, up until, you know, the first couple of weeks of February, the market was hitting an all-time high every single day. Um, 2019, the market was up 30%. You know, it's, it, it's um, we're in some choppy waters at this point, but um, we're, you know, we're in it for the long haul. And we're staying the course. And that, that, that that's what I would I would tell a client who has is worried. Yeah, I mean, I mean, big picture. Do you feel like um, your advice has changed much than it maybe would have been, you know, two months ago? Is it kind of a kind of st- stay on the same path, or do you find yourself having to make some? Are you having different, uh, I guess, uh, responses or answers to questions than you did uh, two months ago? Mm. Yes, because I would say two months ago, we were still getting those all time highs. Mm-hmm. So people were, were, you know, everybody was making money. So everybody was happy. Um, so I definitely think the conversation has changed from two months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're, we're, we're reshifting, we're reshifting our portfolios, um, you know, maybe putting a little bit more into fixed income and less into equities at this point. Um, but really um, getting a feel of what the client's risk tolerance is, is very important. Um, you know, I have clients who are in a aggressive portfolio and they want to remain there. They, they understand that this is for the long haul. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I have clients who are in a conservative portfolio who, you know, they want to remain there because they know it's, you know, they're in it for the long haul as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, we have, um, you know, everyone is different in terms of where they're at in life. Um, mm -hmm. For a lot of uh, students who may be kind of coming out of college within the last couple of years, or maybe they're even in college and looking to kind of um, move on to that first job, maybe actually have a paycheck that they don't have to yeah. put towards tuition, um, sure. you know, and things like that. Um, for someone who doesn't really know much about, um, you know, what to do, what's the best uh, advice you might give for someone who just wants to take a step in getting things started? Yeah, um, you know, for me, it was it was kind of a difficult decision because I've been in banking for so long. Um, I've been an advisor now for five years. Um, you know, I had to do some soul searching. You know, it did take me six to 12 months to really figure out what I wanted to do in life and and really why God put me on, on this earth. Um, so that was my ultimate goal was to go to St. Xavier to get my, my master's degree in financial fraud. Um, and so I, you know, take a step back, really, really understand um, what you're truly passionate about um, and what gets you going every day. Um, because if you're not happy where you, in your career, um, it's, it's going to be, you know, you're, it's going to be a very, very many long days ahead. Um, you you got to enjoy what you do. And um, that, that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. And there are a lot of opportunities for uh, different financial advisors uh, that someone could kind of meet with if they wanted to get started uh, putting some money away or trying to, you know, um, save for college, save for retirement. How do you go about finding someone who's, who's, who's a good fit? Uh, is it really just a matter of finding someone who's a good friend that you trust? Um, I, how, do you, how, do you, how do you take a first step in putting some money away, I guess? Sure, sure. So, you know, referrals are, are a big thing. I get a ton of referrals. So that's basically how most of my business has uh, come about. Mm. Um, you know, you could even go down to your local, wh whoever you bank with and ask, you know, can I set up an appointment with your financial advisor? Mm. And I would say, you know, you don't, you don't have that, uh, have that initial meeting. Don't commit to anything and mm. just, feel them out. You know, it's, it's all about building relationships. And, um, if you're, if, if, if I'm going to invest money with you and I don't feel comfortable, you know, you don't have good communication with me, mm -hmm. then, you know, there, there's, there's somebody out there for you. Yeah, you bet. Um, yeah, there's so many different scenarios. Are there, are there anything, um, maybe some common uh, misunderstandings when people come to meet with you for the first time, things that they have read uh, online or heard from friends, you oftentimes have to kind of clarify, you know, this is, this is, that's not true. Let me, let me help you understand this a little bit better. Yeah, um, I would say that's true with, uh, with, with younger people who want to get uh, started with retirement planning. Um, they really, you know, mom and dad say, hey, go, you know, open up the, this specific type of account. And, you know, it may not be the best fit, um, but they're not, they're not educated on that. So that's where I really tried to really step in. Um, I would also say that people think that, you know, they need to bring a million dollars in for me to even mm -hmm. talk to them, which, you know, isn't the case. I don't have a minimum. Um, I, I have clients that have a couple grand and I have clients that have a couple million so and I have everybody else in between so it's it's really I would say th th those are the two the two big ones sure and uh, you know it's, th there's plenty of I know Trinity alumni as I've talked to them and um, you know they will get requests from the college to say hey would you be willing to give back to the college and they're like well 
I can't give right now. I'm not in that place. I need to pay off my student loans first. Um, mm -hmm. Have you ever had someone approach you to say, I can't start putting money away from my retirement. I need to pay off my student loans or my other debt first. And if you have had that, what kind of response have you typically wanted to give or, or respond to them? Sure. Yeah. So I actually, uh, more times than not, people want to make sure there were their children's colleges paid for before they put in retirement. Well, I, I, I approach them by saying, you know, you can take a loan out for, for, for college, but you can't take a loan out for when you retire. Mm -hmm. um, so I really feel that that, that sticks. Um, once you, once you create a plan and you realize, you know, if a client wants a hundred thousand dollars in income for the next year, and this, this needs to last for the next 20, 25 years, and they really need to see how much money they have to sack away. It's, it, it can be eye opening and it can, you know, it can be a tough conversation to have, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, I know I'm doing what's best for the client and, and, uh, and yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned kind of long-term, um, you know, plan. It really, I think uh, from some of the people that I've talked to and what little I've seen in kind of my retirement, I was able to start just putting a little bit of my paycheck uh, away uh, every single time uh, when I graduated college, I started working, uh, wasn't making a ton. I was working for a small Christian college. Uh, the, the minute I graduated, I stayed, uh, started working at Trinity. Uh, but that can really add up over time. And, uh, you know, like you said, the market can fluctuate within a short period of time, but long term, it has shown to, to be successful. And if you've got someone you trust to, to talk to, you can uh, start to build up that little um, safety net uh, for when you retire. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just to kind of give you a quick example, I have a, a, an account set up for my daughter. So um, her birthday's in January. So, you know, Christmas, she gets all, all, all kinds of toys and clothes. Well, January, you know, two weeks later is her birthday. Well, you know, family and friends want to give her money. So what do we do? We go, I, I buy her some Disney stock. I have those dividends reinvested. And in 20 years, you know, hopefully I, I'm, would, I would hope that it's going to have a nice little nest egg there for her. So, you know, she can put a down payment on a home or, or whatever she wants to use it for. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, any other, maybe just uh, common questions that, that you get uh, that you might want to just uh, share with, um, you know, folks mm -hmm. in general that would be uh, helpful. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're, you know, coming in right out of college, if you, once you get a job, um, open up a Roth IRA. It will be the best investment you will ever make. Um, I am a big, big advocate for a Roth IRA. Um, that would be, I guess that would be my, my, my first thing I would share. Um, uh, you know, live within your means. You know, you, there's so many times where people think that they need to buy expensive clothes and expensive mm -hmm. shoes and purses. And, it, you know, at the end of the day, um, you got to live within your means and you don't, you don't want, there's good debt and there's bad debt. You don't want to end up with some credit card debt um, because that, that it is essentially bad debt. And, um, you know, once you dig the hole deep enough, um, it's, it's, it's hard to get out of. Yeah. Um, in the simplest way, how would you describe a Roth IRA compared to uh, another IRA? And, and if maybe folks don't even know what an IRA is, um, sure. but, but what was, what's the most basic way to describe a Roth IRA? Sure. So uh, just, I'll take a, a one step back, but an IRA stands for individual retirement account. Uh, there's a couple different types, but uh, for, for the younger folks, um, it, a Roth really benefits them. So after tax money goes in there, 
and it's going to grow and it's going to grow and it's going to grow. And when you pull that money out um, at 59 and a half or later, um, it's a hundred percent tax free to you. Mm. So if you're, you know, 25 years old, 30 years old, and it grows for the next 30 to 35 years, it's just, it's, it's all tax free to you at that point. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, thank you for explaining yeah. that. That's yeah. a voice. Sometimes I think I found that to be a confusing part. Uh, now, how about someone who's uh, maybe they've got kids um, in high school already on the cusp of, of of heading to college, and they're looking at their retirement account and say, "Man, I just I just haven't put as much away as I should have. I'm starting to get nervous. What do what do I do? What's what's your advice for someone who maybe feels like they're behind the eight ball uh, in terms of the you know not having the time, so to speak, sure. um, that they could build up and put money away." Sure. So something that's very important that I do is I typically build a cash flow analysis for all of my clients. Um, you know, you take the money that's coming in every month, you take, you subtract the money that's going out and you're, you end with a bottom number. Um, that number is in the minus you're in, you're in, you're in big trouble because that means you're spending more than you're bringing in. If you're, if you're in the positive, then you think, okay, so after everything's set, said and done, I have to have some money to live off of, but then, you know, maybe, if the, maybe, you know, 10, 20 years ago, I would put 500 bucks in, but now because it, I, I have to catch, catch up, I would put a thousand, 1500 in. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So there is some catch up that would have to be done and, and definitely prioritizing, but at some point it's probably, I would imagine you'd also want to say, well, shoot, just put something in, you know, uh, something's better than nothing at, at that point. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, all right. So a couple, two, two last questions that are kind of in my brain. So thinking about the, the, the world, the, um, uh, the industry of uh, financial advising, how do you see um, your faith uh, kind of into play uh, with what you do? We talk a lot about that at a Trinity education is that our faith is a part of our everyday life. And uh, when you think about doing the work that you do, how does your faith influence how you do sure. the work that you do? Sure. So there are, um, in my line of work, there have been a lot of bad people who have done a lot of bad things. Mm -hmm. And going to Trinity not only got me, got me a very closer relationship with God, um, but, uh, you know, I will never um, act unethical. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's a huge thing in our line of business. Um, I know I've gotten several, several um, compliments, if you will, from clients. Um, just because, you know, we are very compliant heavy because of all of these bad people who have done all of these bad things. Mm. Um, so I would say that that would be my biggest, my biggest thing. Um, you know, just always doing the right thing um, all the time. Yeah. And if someone were to come to you and say, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about going to Trinity, but I got a couple schools I'm considering, what would be uh, your advice to say, man, this is why I would think, uh, this is why I would recommend you, you, you should choose Trinity. It won't steer you wrong. If, you know, I said this before and I'll say it again, if, if Trinity offered my, uh, my master's program, I would go there in a second. Um, I, I love Trinity. Trinity, is, I, I always feel like uh, I'm part of uh, the Trinity family. Mm. Trinity has welcomed me with open arms since day one. Um, and I, I truly do not have one negative thing to say about Trinity. Um, I, I'm a huge, huge advocate. 
Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you uh, so much yeah. for that really good insight. Thank you for uh, just sharing a little bit of, uh, from your heart and a little bit about your story and uh, just uh, appreciate it again. If yeah. um, maybe just real quick for folks who may be um, uh, watching this or listening to this, um, what's maybe the best way if they say, hey, I, I'd love to reach out to a Trinity alum who I know I can just kind of have a conversation. Is there uh, an easy uh, email where they can maybe reach you or where your offices are located? Yeah, um, I can I can either give you my email, I can give you my cell phone as well. Um, my email is Wathen, my last name, W-A-T-H-E-N, Joe, J-O-E at gmail.com. Um, and my cell is 815-715-0021. Anybody can feel free to give me a buzz, shoot me an email, shoot me a text. Um, whether it's banking related, Trinity related, whether it's just, you know, life in general, I'm more than happy to, to answer anything. Cool. Yeah, thank you, Joe. I think that's one of my favorite things about the Trinity community is just a willingness to uh, connect and help each other out and just uh, with a smile and, and oftentimes a hug included along the way. So yeah, really yeah. appreciate your willingness to do that. So yeah, thanks again for being here today. Uh, looking forward to seeing you around and uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Take care, Joe. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Troll Talks, a part of the Troll Nation Network. If you or someone you know wants to make a difference in the lives of current, former, or prospective students at Trinity Christian College, be sure to visit our website at trnty.edu tnn. That's trnty.edu tnn. Have an idea for a future Troll Talks episode that would benefit the Trinity community? send us an email at alumni at trnty.edu. That's alumni at trnty.edu.